You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome down to Sacks in the Basement. My name is Chris Lanuti. Myself and my buddy Dave grew up across the street from each other and have known each other for over four decades, and we sit down all the time and talk White Sox baseball. It's something we've been doing for several years now on Sacks in the Basement, which is 30 minutes of sacks for fans by fans. But now we live in a world without baseball, and that's why we bring you baseball with the help of Socks on 35th, the world-famous blog. They recap games that we put out each and every day since opening day, following the 2020 schedule as it should have been. And God knows when baseball is going to come back. So until then, we at least try to give you something to forget the madness that is out there. And that is your 2020 Chicago White Sox simulated with MLB The Show and brought to you proudly by Cork and Carey at the park at 33rd in Princeton. They'll be open soon, but until then, make sure that you use Grubhub or go direct to corkandcarryatthepark.com and support a local business. The White Sox to this point have a 271 team batting average. That puts them fourth in the major leagues. They have the third most runs scored at 162. They are the second highest team when it comes to hitting doubles with 58, led by Tim Anderson, who has nine. They also have the second most amount of home runs hit in Major League Baseball to date. Aloy Jimenez has 10, Encarnacion has 9, and Abreu has 8. 49 total for a team, chasing only the Minnesota Twins with 55. Their 485 slugging percentage places them third in the major leagues, led by Edwin Encarnacion's 576 slugging percentage. On the pitching side of things, there's one thing this team is really good at, and that's stopping players from getting on base with hits. They are third in the majors in hits allowed with only 214. And now the White Sox travel to Denver. And after a day off, Reynaldo Lopez goes up against Antonio Sensatella. Let's head out to Colorado right now for a two-game set before the White Sox return home to the rate on the south side. The 18-11 White Sox visit the 11-16 Colorado Rockies next. Welcome to Denver, Colorado in Coors Field as the White Sox face the Colorado Rockies while Sox in the Basement brings you another simulated game as part of a simulated season using MLB The Show 20. Hello everybody, my name is Chris Lanuti and Antonio Sensatella takes them out after five starts so far this season, has a 1-2 record and a 5.61 ERA over 25 and two-thirds innings, 34 hits, 13 walks for a whip of 1.83, and he only has 14 strikeouts. The ball jumps out of here. We all know about that as Tim Anderson steps up to lead off with his 333 batting average against the righty Sensatella. The pitch on the way. Outside slider misses, 1-0 the count, and we are underway a two-game set with the 11-16 Colorado Rockies. White Sox have the inverse of that record at 18-11. and 11. And this game gets underway at 6.40 local time. And the next pitch is skied out in the center field, trailing back towards that 4.15 on the wall. 
looking up. It will hit off the top of the wall. Anderson's already rounding second and heading to third as the ball comes in. He will round third and hold with a triple to lead off this game. He skies it deep into the thin air of Colorado. And by the time it comes down, it hits just below the yellow line at the 415 mark, right at the sign. Anderson was already rounding second as that ball hit the ground. He's on third, standing up. So Larry Garcia, who's playing center field today, stands in and takes a four-seamer inside and is 0-1. Garcia gets the start in center after some crazy things happening in the outfield to finish off that series in Anaheim. Garcia removed in the middle of an inning on what was perceived to be him not going to the ball as hard as he probably should have. It extended an inning. Luckily, the White Sox escaped and ended up with a split in that series. Ricky Renteria says it's over. It's done with. I understand what he was explaining to me, and we are not going to worry about this one minute more. Renteria likes his guys. This one's grounded to third. Arenado's only play is over to first as Anderson was off at the crack of the bat. And the White Sox lead quickly, one to nothing on the ground out by Garcia. So T.A. triples and scores on the ground out to Arenado on a contact play. And Jose Abreu comes up hitting 289 with eight home runs. Third on the team, 19 RBIs total with one out here in the top of the first and the Sox already leading one to nothing. An inside slider misses, one and oh the count. This game brought to you by Cork and Carey at the park. Also reminding you that Jose Abreu, 8 for 25 in his last series. That's a that's a pretty good little stretch there. And he's 2-0 right now at the plate. Sensatella, he's putting almost two runners on per inning right now, according to his whip. And as we get to the end of April, these numbers start to show you exactly if a pitcher is doing well or doing poorly in a season as that one gets across the plate, 2-1 and one the count. The next pitch on the way. High four-seamer, two and two. I always subscribe to what my dad used to say, though. Don't look at anything until you get to the end of May. Then you really know. But you start to see things now at this point at the end of April. That either a guy has to turn it around or he's in big trouble. Sensatella strikes out Abreu on an inside pitch taken. Abreu didn't like the location, but the umpire says it was a strike. He sits down. There's two outs here on the top of the first. And Yoan Moncada comes up hitting 347. Batting from the left side, and the first pitch is rocketed out in the deep right field. Back towards the track and underneath it. That ball is going to stay in the ballpark. One pitch, one out, and the third out. The White Sox get one on a hit to lead off the game. A triple by Anderson and lead one to nothing going to the bottom of the first. Reynaldo Lopez has five starts, and he's three and one. He's got a 3.34 ERA and over 32 and a third innings pitch. 25 hits and nine walks for a 1.05 whip. His strikeouts are at 27. He has been, to this point, the most effective pitcher on this White Sox staff. One bad outing I can count. Just one. Other than that, he has been solid. And he keeps going deeper and deeper in the games. Pitching a complete game shutout. His last time out, that was against Kansas City as the White Sox crushed the Royals the entire series last week, but especially the last two games of that series. And Lopez benefited greatly from an early lead and no pressure. 
Tapia comes up. He's hitting 250. The outfielder takes a four-seamer inside. He's one and one. Charlie Blackman's actually playing right field tonight because Tapia is in center. I find that to be an odd decision, but I'm not managing the Rockies. Low inside slider fouled off one and two the count. Lopez quickly working to Grandal. A four-seamer misses two and two. That one was high. We'll tell you where everybody's playing after this pitch. Load. Count goes full, three and two. We'll wait till after this bat is over. We've got a full count right away to the first hitter for the Rockies. He's going to foul back a four-seamer back into the upper deck behind home plate. Full count. The next offering from Lopez. Misses low on a four-seamer taken. Tapia goes down 90 feet with a walk. So the first guy's on for the Rockies. Grandal's your catcher. Abreu's at first. Mendix at second. Shortstop's T.A., Tim Anderson. Yoan Moncada's at third. Left field's Aloy Jimenez. Center field's Larry Garcia. And in right, we have Nomar Mazzara. Encarnacion's on the bench because we're playing National League rules. It'll be interesting with two games only here and a day off before heading back to Chicago. They're only going to play Tuesday, Wednesday, and they got Thursday off. Ricky Renteria can play a two-game series with everybody available to him because he gets that extra day of rest, and he's got National League rules, so it should be interesting to see what happens. Garrett Hampson's up. First pitch outside, 1-0 the count. Lopez looks in the next offering. Just misses inside, 2-0. So he walked the first guy on a full count. Took seven pitches for that to happen. Now quickly, 2-0 to Hampson, who's only hitting 170. A much-hyped rookie that is yet to take off in the majors. People keep looking at him as he's a, he's a middle infielder that can hit a bunch of home runs and cores, but it's not working out for him as he fouls this one off, 2-1, and, and now swings at a slider way outside that he dove for. 2-2 two and two the count. So Hampson helping Lopez out early. As nothing he's thrown has been in the strike zone, but he swung and missed it a few, and now he sends this one out directly to Garcia, who will catch it. A line drive out the center. He didn't even need to move. There's one out here in the bottom of the first inning. And Nolan Arenado comes up. 324, seven home runs, 16 RBIs, and I can't figure out why this team doesn't get down and kiss his feet every single day. Seems like the Colorado organization doesn't understand what they have. I'll take him right now. He's amazing. Great defender, great hitter. Seems to be a great guy whenever you read anything about him. The runner goes, ball's in the dirt, so he's going to stand up and walk into second base as a curveball misses and hits right behind the plate. Tapia steals second. Runner on second now in a 1-0 count to Arenado. Outside fastball just misses the plate. It was a close one. 2-0. So Lopez working behind after a masterful game the last time out. And if you don't think these guys at the lower part of the rotation realize there is an audition going on to figure out which guy's going to get bumped when Michael Kopech comes up, you're crazy. Lopez at this point has been winning the competition, but Cease has been coming on strong, and Gio Gonzalez had a great game. Game four against the Angels. I wouldn't call it great, but it was serviceable. I still put him in third place. The count is 2-2 two and two as Arenado misses that one, and now swings and misses at a four-seamer in on the hips. 
and Lopez sits him down for his first strikeout. So here you got one of the better hitters in all of baseball in his home diamond, and he's 2-0. And Lopez fights back and strikes him out for the second out of the first inning. Nice pitch and a tip of the cap from the third baseman for the Rockies. Charlie Blackman comes up hitting 389. He's on a tear. He's got a runner in scoring position with two outs and swings and misses at a four-seamer high and outside. Grandal is moving Lopez around a lot in the zone, high, low, inside, outside. He uses his entire arsenal when he's catching him. This one's inside. It's jammed, sent down the first baseline, foul into the stands. So 0-2 quickly to Blackman. Lopez checks the runner at second. The pitch on the way. Just misses low below the knees on the inside part of the plate. One and two. I think if you put Dallas Keuchel's beard up next to Blackman's, Keuchel would look like he was clean-shaven. It's a forest hanging off of that man's face. Swings and misses at a four-seamer outside part of the plate and low. Lopez sits him down after one. One-nothing White Sox. Sox lead one-to-nothing going into the top of the second inning and Aloy Jimenez hitting 258 with some big power numbers and big on-base numbers. Sits in the five spot. He seems to have settled in there. At least for now in this season. Originally, they thought he'd be the four-hitter. He's done much better as the five. Takes the first two pitches from Sensatella outside and high. And he's 2-0 here to lead off the second. Sox had four games in Anaheim, two here in Denver, a day off in between, and then a day off on Thursday on their way back to the raid as this one is fouled off down the third base line. Two and one the count. Getting the split in Anaheim was an accomplishment. When you look at what happened to start off that series, and I think they feel pretty good about themselves, and they feel well-rested. They are happy with this schedule this week, and they deserve it. Three and one pitch on the way. Charge down the third baseline foul. Jimenez got around on that one real good, made good contact, but was early. Next offering down the third baseline again. A chop picked up and thrown over to first, and a nice play made on the chopper two hopper to third. Jimenez is retired. There's one out in the top of the second inning. The Nationals beating up on Milwaukee. 7-1 early on in their game already. As Yasmani Grandal is hitting 250, stands in the left batter's box and swings and misses at a four-seamer on the outside portion of the plate. He's four for eight lifetime against Sensatella. And he's now one and one in the count as a four-seamer misses low below the knees. The next offering, inside misses the plate at the waist Two and one the count. My observations early on with the home plate umpire is it's got to be really in the zone. Borderline calls are going to the batter right now. Four seamer gets above the knees two and two. He wants the majority of that ball inside of that zone. Pitchers are going to have to adjust a little bit. Indians lead right now in Tampa late in that game two to nothing. Chopped. Up the middle, seeing eye single by Grandal in between second and short. It dies in the outfield right after it gets underneath their gloves. Grandal standing on first, ball gets in. With one out on the top of the second, the White Sox had their second hit of the game. And Nomar Mazzara 
hitting 178 with only six RBIs, is already in a platoon role and may be losing that soon. He has one home run that was opening week. Since then, not doing well at all. Four years with the Rangers. 20 home runs basically every year. It's about 240 to 250 every year. Has about the same aim on base percentage. Has about the same slugging percentage. But the White Sox acquired him for a minor leaguer that probably wasn't going to pan out. And if he did, the best he was probably going to be is Nomar Mazzara. And they accelerated that, knowing that even though they have control over Mazzara, they can just deny him arbitration after the year is over and get out from underneath him. And they're taking a risk here, a calculated one, that they can make a right fielder out of him with some power numbers because he had a lot of potential as a young man. He's 3-0 now as Sensatella misses inside. Frank Mankino and the White Sox believe there's something to unlock here. So far in the season, nothing has been unlocked. In fact, he's having a terrible start. Outside slider catches the corner, 3-1. and one. one out in the top of the second. White Sox lead 1-0. Sensatella is sitting on 26 pitches at this point. And Mazzara is just trying to figure it out. Hopefully a guy like him takes the day off yesterday and decides, I'm resetting the season starts today. This is at bat number one for him if he did that. High four-seamer just catches. It was close, but it was definitely a strike. The count is full. Sensatella's not going to give any favors to Mazzara. He hasn't earned it with how he's batted so far this season. Beautiful night here at Coors Field is this one is lofted out into shallow right field. Shortstop's going to get under and make the play. So that's a pop out to short in your scorebook. Danny Mendick comes up hitting 222 with four RBIs, but he's got an OPS just under 700. Finds a way to get on base. He's got two outs and a runner on first in Grandal. The pitch on the way. Charged out immediately into deep left center field. Back towards the wall. It'll bounce and go over. And it's the only reason that Grandal will not score. A ground rule double by Danny Mendick. He charged that one out there to deep left center field. Caught the wind tunnel and the thin air in Coors. It hit the ground and bounced. It hit like the sixth or seventh row. On the bounce for the ground rule double. And Reynaldo Lopez has to bat. With two on here in the top of the second. He'll swing and miss at a four-seamer. Down the middle, 0-1. This is why National League rules will just kill you. You got two on here, but you're going to have to have a pitcher come up who doesn't bat very often. Sensatella throws one inside. Lopez takes it. 1-1 the count. Worst-case scenario, you get the leadoff hitter and Anderson for the third. Best-case scenario, he walks. Getting a hit? I don't see it happening. Right down the middle, one and two. He couldn't get the bat around. Reynaldo Lopez is one and two with two out. And two on here in the top of the second inning. The ground rule double saved the Rockies. This one is fouled off. He made contact on a high fastball. He gets a hit. It's luck. I think anytime a pitcher, especially an American League pitcher, gets a hit in these interleague games, pure luck. Sensatella misses just outside, 2-2. Two and two. I'm going to tell you something. Both of his strikes have been right down the middle, and Lopez can't come close to it. He's doing us a favor with these pitches. Grounded to Arnado. 
died in the grass, but it doesn't matter. By the time he picks it up and throws it, Lopez is only halfway down the line. The guy can pitch, but he can't hit or run, and that's okay. I just want him to continue to pitch well. Midway through the second, 1-0 Sox. David Dowles hitting 226. Plays left field for the Colorado Rockies. If you're into fantasy baseball, Dow is another one of those guys that people have said, oh, the potential. Oh, look at where he plays. Oh, he's going to be amazing. Injuries have hurt him. And then I don't know if he hits really deep home runs here. But when you're hitting 226, you're not doing that great. This one's skied out in the left field. He's going to make me look stupid. It's back towards the 390 sign. It's going to hit the ground and bounce over for a ground roll double. It looked a lot like Mendix. Except he got his with no outs to lead off the bottom of the second inning. Mendick had the pitcher coming up right after him. So a ground rule double right at the 390 sign. Trevor Story's hitting sixth. He comes up next. This kid's a hitter. 981 OPS. He's a shortstop. He's hitting 337 with three home runs. It's on a six-game hitting streak right now. And the righty stands in against Lopez with the runner in scoring position and no outs in the bottom of the second. Lopez checks Dow the runner at second base and comes with the pitch. Immediately sent out in the center field that's going to drop in for a base hit. Garcia does not have a play. The runner is going to score on the single. Dow is moving the whole way. He gets up and claps. And the Rockies have tied this one up one all with no outs in the second. Lopez's first two hits that he gives up of the game are a ground rule double and a single that scored Dow. Didn't get out to Garcia in center field very quickly. And that's why he really didn't have a play at home. Once it landed, it kind of died and it was shallow. Ryan McMahon comes up. He's got no batting average. He was a second-round pick here for the Rockies. They have wanted him to pan out for a long time. The lefty takes a ball. He's 1-0 with a runner on first. Story has speed. Inside four seamer swung on and missed. 1-1 the count. Renteria giving a signal from the dugout to Grandal. They are trying to hold Story on. And they are aware of him at first base. The next pitch, high and tight and fouled off, one and two. No outs, bottom of the second. Lopez with his 29th pitch of the game so far. Fouled back on a curveball below the knees as he goes after McMahon, hoping to knock him out and get that first out of the inning. Inside pitch misses a slider, two and two, the count is even. Not a lot of people out here. It's Tuesday, I get it. It's Denver, I get it. There's coats on everywhere, I get it. The team isn't very good, I get it. But man, I'm gonna tell you something right now. Every chance I get to go see baseball from this point forward in my life, I'm gonna be there. Count goes full as that pitch misses. And it'll be a three-two pitch. On the way from Reynaldo Lopez. And he misses high on a four-seamer, first and second. Still no outs here in the bottom of the second inning. And Raylo's having trouble. Now, here's the good news for Reynaldo Lopez. Not only is the pitcher on deck, but Dominic Nunez is hitting 184 as a catcher, and the lefty stands in, and he's not too talented. It's time to go after this guy but he misses on a four-seamer. Lopez is missing the zone a lot. He needs to attack. Next pitch swung on and missed on a high four-seam fastball in the zone, one and one the count. I would think at this point with a tie game, 
in the bottom of the order. Throw strikes depend on your defense. The pitch. Misses low and inside on a four-seamer. He's getting too cute. Trying to paint the corners on a guy that's hitting 184. Who's at the bottom of a National League lineup with the pitcher on deck. Checks the sign from Grandal. Checks the runner at second. This one's lifted softly in the center field. It'll be a can of corn for Garcia. Story will head back to second. Nobody's going to advance. One out in the bottom of the second with runners on first and second in the pitcher. Sensatella comes up. Now he's hitting 250 with an RBI. Pitchers in the National League do get a chance to bat, but still, you got to go right after him. He's a right-handed hitter. He's going to lay down a bunt. The attempt goes foul. 0-1 the count. Lopez and the Sox have to be aware that a bunt is coming. Here it comes again. This one's down the third base line. Mancata's going to second. He gets the force over to first, and he almost got him. That was close. Mancata was playing shallow, came in way in to the plate. It only took a bounce to get in his glove. He tries to start the double play. Sensatella barely makes it to first. Now a ground ball to Mancata over to second for the force, and right away on the first pitch to Tapia, the fielder's choice, Mancata gets his man, and nobody else is going to score. Sox get out of a jam. After two, all tied at one. You're listening to a White Sox simulated broadcast of a simulated season every game since opening day and brought to you by Cork and Carry at the Park. Visit them on Grubhub or go direct to Cork and Carry at the Park.com. Support our proud sponsors. I look forward to seeing them soon. There's a lot of negativity out there, but I still believe that things are going to start opening up. It may be this summer, but things are going to start opening up. The 0-1 pitch to Anderson, who took the first one for a strike, now puts it into the right center field gap. A big play by Tapia coming across, cutting off Blackman in the gap. That one hung up there just a little bit too long. So Anderson's going to fly out to lead off the third, and Larry Garcia, 0-for-1 with an RBI, steps up. And the lefty takes a four-seamer. He's a switch hitter, but he's batting lefty. Four-seamer, about thigh level. 0-1 the count. Sensatella is one of those pitchers that will be in a starting rotation and look great for like two months. Then he ends up being a middle reliever for a couple of months. Then he works his way back into the starting rotation. He's done that now for several years. Inside pitch swung on and missed 0-2 now as he crossed up Garcia who swung at a bad pitch inside. The next offering sent down the first baseline a line drive foul. 40 pitches so far for Sensatella. And now he almost hits Garcia. He dives out of the way. And I don't know, when you're 0-2, you know, build up a little callus on that hip. Take that pitch. Get on first. Let's go. You haven't paid a lot of money. Even with the league minimum, you're making more than I make. Take that one off the hip. Get the first. 2-2 two two the count. The one-out pitch. He struck out looking on a slider top of the zone and the inner portion of the plate bangs his helmet and heads back to the dugout two outs in the top of the third and Abreu comes up 0 for 1 and digs in against the righty Sensatella a low curveball misses 1-0 the count Abreu's in the top 3 for home runs for this team with 8 sitting 3rd on the team 
The 1-1 pitch on the way. Hits the inside corner on a curveball at the hands. 1-2 the count. Sensatello working quickly and strikes out Abreu, swinging at a pitch. Not the zone and inside on him. He gets crossed up midway through the third. One all in Colorado. Folks, Family Waterproofing Solutions is a good company. Run by good people. Family operated, veteran operated, female operated. My guy Ken over there, he's got some ribbons for being in the Marines, that's for sure. And he's a good dude. Now let me tell you what they got. They got Socks in the Basement deals just for those that listen to Socks in the Basement. So ask about them. They give money that they make to veterans and first responders each and every job. As Garrett Hampson is one and one, takes the next pitch for a strike, a four-seamer down the middle, one and two. And there's details coming up here at the bottom of this inning about how you can contact them, get an estimate without even leaving your home or having them come to you. They'll do it over video as Hampson puts this one out in the center field for a base hit. The leadoff man is on yet again for the Rockies. The leadoff man has been on in all three innings for Colorado. Reynaldo Lopez has not been doing himself any favors in this game and is fortunate to be sitting in a tie ball game one-to-one as Nolan Arenado's 0-for-1 steps up and takes a four-seam fastball high. 1-0 the count. He struck out in the first after going 2-0 against Lopez. Next three pitches were for strikes. The pitch. Jam shot out in the left field. He tries to muscle it over. Jimenez is going to go back and catch it before the track. Runner retreats back to first. Hampson will remain there. There's one out. And Charlie Blackman comes up. 0 for 1. He also has a strikeout in the first. So Lopez has struggled, but the three and the four hitter so far, he's kept them down. Let's see if he can continue that as Blackman gets his second look at him in this game. And a high four-seamer taken for a ball. Right now, Charlie Blackman's 289 batting average places him second in the National League. He's dangerous. And the lefty stands in, shaking the bat and ready to swing. Runner's going to go, throw down the second. He is safe under the tag. Hampson with the stolen base. Second stolen base of the game for the Rockies. They will run. Meanwhile, Blackman's 2-0. Now he has a runner on second base. And chops a changeup foul down the third base line. 2-1 the count. One out in the bottom of the third. Lopez already on 48 pitches. He's been very effective, but has struggled in this game. Next pitch misses outside, 3-1. Dow, being patient, stands in and waits with a hitter's count. Fouls off a four-seamer that was down the middle. He wants that one back. Town is full. Lopez working quickly delivers. Set out in the right field for a base hit. It's going to get into the gap and get to the wall. The runner's going to score. The Rockies have two now. Blackman standing at second as the ball comes in to Anderson. Two to one, Colorado. As Blackman hits his fifth double of the season. And this Rockies team has been rude to their guest, taking the lead in this game. David Dahl comes up now, the five hitter. 
takes a change up outside, 1-0 the count. I'm going to tell you something right now. Reynaldo Lopez is going to have a very, very short game if he can't start getting the ball across the plate. Way too many pitches are not getting near the strike zone. This one's fouled off, and he did him a favor. That pitch was way outside. 1-1 one one the count. One out, bottom of the third. Rockies lead 2-1. to one. The pitch from Lopez misses low on a curveball. 2-1. and one. You know, if the plan is that you want him to chase, you have to put it in the zone every once in a while so that they believe you'll throw a strike. And that's not happening enough, I don't think, with Reynaldo Lopez. The next offering, rocketed to short. Anderson picks it out of the air. Line out. Two outs. Blackman got back to second. It was close. Trevor Story comes up now. One for one. He has a single and an RBI. He's hitting 343. He's dangerous. Blackman has speed as well. Base hit will score him. Two outs in the bottom of the third. First pitch foul back on a four-seamer. 0-1 the count. Story. Third in the National League with 10 doubles so far on this season. We haven't even reached May, but we're close. The next offering is low and outside on a four-seamer, one-and-one the count. The Rockies have read the scouting report, and they are not going for pitches that are tailing away out of the zone. They are being very patient, and they are taking advantage of the count. Four-seamer misses high, two-and-one. The righty story awaits the next pitch. That misses low on a changeup. Three and one. Another hitter's count. As Lopez will throw his 60th pitch now. With two outs in the bottom and a third. And the Sox trying to escape. He gets a strike across a four-seamer. Inside portion of the plate. Up at the letters. Three and two. Full count. Two outs. Bottom and a third. Rockies lead 2-1 to one here in Colorado. Blackman's on second with speed. Story's up. And he misses on the four-seamer and walks him. A high pitch. The pitching coach is going to come out, Don Cooper, and speak with his pitcher because he's struggling out there. The meeting is over. Two on. That pitch is a strike at the knees on a four-seamer. 0-1 the count. So Coop came out to talk to his pitcher. Probably told him, look at the scoreboard. It's only a third inning. What are you doing? Throw strikes. You wonder if pitchers get intimidated playing in Colorado. Like, well, I'm going to Colorado. I'm going to give up five runs. That the reputation can get in their head. The count is two and one now to Ryan McMahon. This is not a good hitter. You got to go after him. You walked him last time up. Two and two count now as he swings and misses at a four-seamer at the knees. The next offering. Swung on and missed a four-seam fastball. Whatever Coop said worked. The Rockies scored another run. They lead two to one. But the White Sox are coming up and there's lots of game left. As we end the third inning... Here in Colorado. Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife Maria. 
making them a veteran-owned business and a female-owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. And while they're located on the sock side, Family Waterproofing services the entire Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. And now after taking time off to ensure they can do things safely and securely for you, Family Waterproofing is back in business and doing jobs. Plus part of the proceeds for every job that they do are donated to veteran and first responder organizations who support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466, or visit them today at familybasementwaterproofing.com. It's a beautiful ballpark. Depending on where you're sitting, you can see mountains off in the distance. I really like this ballpark. There's a lot of really neat ones in Major League Baseball. This one's kind of fun. We're in Coors Field in the top of the fourth inning, and the four-hitter for the White Sox, Juan Mangata. He's 0-for-1 with a flyout in the first inning, hitting 343 with four home runs and 14 RBIs. Batting from the left side against Andrew Sensatella, who pitches number 48 in the game for him for a ball outside. 1-0 the count. Now, we have seen some teams play Mancata straight up, but other teams, like the Rockies, play a shift and put their third baseman at short. That's where Arnato is. Story's right behind second. Hampson's out in shallow right field, and they have shifted on Mancata, who sends one down the first baseline foul. 2-1 the count. They do not give him a shift when he's a right-handed batter. So clearly as a left-handed batter, he pulls. This one sent out in the deep left center field. Trailing back is Tapia, and he will make the catch near the wall. A long flyout for Mancata. Trying out the thin air, it didn't work for him. There's one out here in the top of the fourth, and Aloy Jimenez immediately muscles one out in the right field for a base hit on the first pitch. So a run around now for the White Sox with one out in the top of the fourth. Jimenez has not had a lot of success on first pitch hits. But he puts that one oppo over Hampson's head in the right field. A well-hit ball. The two hops out to the right fielder. And Grandal comes up one for one, standing in the left-handed batter's box. Takes a slider high and outside, one and over the count. He's got a single in the second inning. Got the average back above 250. He's been hitting for power, he's been getting on. And I would be remiss if I didn't say that his slump is over. I just want to see him continue to produce. Four-seamer high, but in the zone, one and one the count. Kansas City beat Baltimore in Baltimore three to nothing earlier today. The next offering. Popped it up to short. Story stands underneath it. He'll make the catch. Two outs on a big league pop-up. And Nomar Mazzara, who's 0-for-1 with a pop-out in the second. The lefty steps in with a runner on first and two outs on the top of the fourth inning. The pitch. Chop the first. It's going to be a slow chopper and a tough play, but they're going to get him. Sensatella cut it off and flipped it. There was some confusion for a second. I thought Mazzara would get on. He doesn't. Midway through the fourth, Sox trail by one. The wind is very light and blowing in from, I would say it's blowing in from left field, but not directly. 
slightly across the field towards center. So if you want to say anything from left to right on a very slight breeze, I don't really think it's going to play a factor at this point. Remember, every single game we do is recapped in full by Socks on 35th at SoxOn35th.com. The world-famous blog has been around for years and years as Don Nunez steps in the catcher 0 for 1 against Reynaldo Lopez. The 8-hitter takes a strike down the middle on a fastball 0-1. They shift this guy, which is amazing. Moncada's a short Anderson behind second. And Mendix out in right field a little bit. The next offering, chops straight up the middle. It's going to be Anderson taking it and hitting Abreu high, but Abreu stretches standing up on one leg like a flamingo and gets that ball, keeping his other foot on the bag. And there's one out here in the bottom of the fourth. Sensatella takes a four-seamer down the middle, 0-1 the count. So remember, go to SoxOn35th.com after you listen to the broadcast, get the breakdown, get the recap, get the box score, and after every series, they'll put up the stats for the entire team. Follow along. Enjoy your experience. The count is 1-1 one one as Lopez has pitched 70 pitches. Number 71 is fouled off down the first baseline. Abreu gives it a, a go, and he just misses it as it gets over his head. 1-2. Next one swung on and missed a four-seamer outside, tailing away. Lopez strikes him out for his fourth strikeout of the game. And this is just what the doctor ordered, the bottom of the lineup in a National League game. As Lopez has struggled, but gets the first two guys right away. Ramil Tapia, the lefty with the speed and very good defense, made a great play on Moncada's hit. That was directly between him and Dow in left field. Dow was not going to make it. Tapia made it. The 1-1 pitch is set out in the left field. A can of corn for Jimenez. Underneath it, a 1-2-3 inning for Lopez, just what the doctor ordered. He's scheduled to bat second in the fifth inning. We'll see if he comes up. Danny Mendick will lead it off for the White Sox. After four, we trail by one. Danny Mendick came up, hit a ground rule double. His first time up on the first pitch, a slider outside misses. 1-0 the count. The Rockies' bullpen has Estevez and McGee. Righty and a lefty already warming for them. The White Sox bullpen has Evan Marshall going as Mendick stands in. The pitch. High four-seam fastball misses 2-0 the count. Next offering on the way. Fouled off down the first baseline. 2-1. Mendick fouls the next one back. 2-2 two two the count. Charged out in the left field, and a great play. I thought that was getting over Arenado's head. Looked like a base hit to me. It does not happen. He got back and made a great play. I thought that was going over his head, and it was going to land. He was just going to, you know, and he just ran back and caught that thing over his shoulder. And Luis Robert is going to grab a bat, come up and hit here for his pitcher, Reynaldo Lopez. So Lopez... He's going to end up going four innings, give up two runs. He was well into the 70s in his pitch count. Here in the National League, knowing he got a day off after playing tomorrow again. Ricky Renteria is going to use the bullpen and make sure he's got a professional hitter up there. Now, Robert has not been very good so far this season. He's 0-1, but he takes a changeup outside, 1-1 the count. And it makes sense to tell him, look, your job is you're going to come in at some point. You're going to hit for the pitcher. Prepare for your at-bat. The pitch on the way. 
swung on and sent out into center field. It will be a fly-out can of corn and two outs here in the top of the fifth inning. So Robert gets his at-bat. Tim Anderson comes up one for two. He's got a triple and a run scored with two outs in the top of the fifth. The pitch on the way. Swings and misses at a four-seamer over the hands in the zone. 0-1 the count. Sensatella quickly to the plate. Throws a ball, curveball low and outside, 1-1. One one. So Evan Marshall's clearly coming in. The pitch the fifth. As a slider below the knees makes it 2-1. and one. The next offering on the way. Swung on and missed at a four-seamer at the knees, 2-2. Two and two. Although Anderson was swinging like it was going to come about waist high. He was way over the top of that pitch. Next offering inside, brushes him off the plate. Three and two, the count goes full with Garcia on deck. The pitch. Fouled off down the first baseline. Anderson puts it down the first baseline. A big play. That looked like it was going to be a double all the way. Nice play at first by McMahon to snag that one as it hopped over the bag. He was playing the line midway through the fifth. The White Sox trail 2-1. to one. Evan Marshall comes in with 10 games already under his belt, and he's 1-0. and He's got 13 innings and a 2.08 earned run average. Lefty's hitting 161, righty's hitting 143, eight strikeouts to three walks. And he has done well in his role as a middle reliever and sometimes a mop-up specialist, but he has had a few moments where there's been some pressure on, and the White Sox needed an extra pitcher. And Ricky Renteria has gone to him with some success. Four-seamer misses high to Garrett Hampson. 1-0 the count. There's no double switch. He went right into the spot where Robert batted for Lopez. So he will still sit in the ninth spot in the order. The next offering swung on and chopped foul down the first baseline. I would imagine that there would have been a possibility that if Garcia would have come to the plate and made the final out of that inning, Robert could have been inserted out in the center field and you could have pushed the pitcher back a few extra batters. But that did not happen. The 2-2 pitch over Moncada's head. He took a stab at it but missed it. It hopped too high on a bouncer that hit in front of him and bounced over his head and in the left field. So the Rockies get a good bounce. And the leadoff man on yet again for them is Nolan Arenado with a strikeout and a flyout and is 0 for 2. Steps up to the plate with a runner on first as the Rockies continue to lead 2 to 1. They've got a dinosaur that dances on top of the dugout for them. It's pretty stupid. And it's purple. Down the third base line, foul into the stands. 0 and 1 the count. Marshall sets, checks the runner, and delivers. Just misses low below the knees on a changeup. 1 and 1 the count. The next offering. Set out in the left field for a base hit. Jimenez eats it up quickly and holds the runners. So first and second with no outs as Evan Marshall has given up two hits right away, coming in for relief. These pitchers had to be prepared to come into this game and know they were going to get an inning. Ricky Renteria goes to his bullpen, and Blackman swings over a curveball 0-1. The count, he's one for two with a double and an RBI. And the lefty stands in against Evan Marshall, who's got Hampson on second and Arenado on first. And misses outside on the changeup, one and one the count. Yankees beat the Tigers four to three in New York today. As that swung on and missed, one and two the count on a low changeup. 
Marshall looks in at Grandal, working quickly. The pitch on the way. Misses outside and high on a four-seamer, two and two the count now. The Indians lead Tampa Bay two to nothing in the sixth. As this one is cracked to short, Anderson's going over to second. Quickly over to first is Mendick. They rack him up with a double play. Hampson's in the third, but there's two outs now here in the bottom of the fifth inning. As David Dow will come to the play with a double and a run scored, he's one for two. But Marshall has an opening to get out of this inning. After putting the first two on, he gets the big double play started by Tim Anderson. And that one misses just inside 1-0 on a tight pitch and a tight strike zone. Next one's a strike, a changeup at thigh level. 1-1 one one the count. The next pitch. Sent out down the right field line. It's going to get in the corner. It's going to score a run, and it's going to be extra bases. Mazzara picks it up and sends it in. It'll end up being a double on a line drive down the first baseline by David Dow. That is his 10th double of the season. Guy's hitting 232, but he's got 10 doubles. That's why he's hitting in the sixth spot. The Rockies lead 3-1. to one. And the White Sox, one of the best offenses in baseball, are being held to one run here in the bottom of the fifth and have given up three in Colorado. They've played plenty of softball games so far this season. Somebody needs to remind them they're in one now. In the thin air here, as the count goes to one and one to Trevor Story, after he fouls one off down the third base line, he took the first pitch for a ball. Marshall misses low on a curveball, two and one. Dow's on second, three to one Rockies, two outs, bottom of the fifth. The pitch. Skied back behind home plate into the upper deck. Two and two the count. The pitch from Marshall popped back again behind the plate. That means stories on him, but not on him all the way. Coors Field on a Tuesday night swung on and missed on a changeup tailing away. Nice pitch confused Trevor Story, but not before David Dahl. It's a two-out double. The score a run as Evan Marshall was trying to escape a tough inning. He does not get out unscathed, and after five, Rockies lead three to one. Leary Garcia is 0 for 2 with a strikeout and a ground out. He's got an RBI. He's hitting 270. Average has been dipping as of late. White Sox have been able to depend on him as guys like Nick Madrigal and Luis Robert try to work their way into the majors, and he's been hitting so hot that they've even been able to move guys down in the lineup who are struggling because Leori was doing well at the top of the order. But he's been cold on this road trip. As he fouls this one off down the third base line. The 0-1 pitch from Sensatella, who remains in the game, swung on and missed at one tailing away at the knees. 0-2 quickly to Garcia with a Brayu on deck. Popped up weakly to left field. It's going to drop in front of Dow, who misjudges it. So Garcia's on with a gift to get out in the sixth inning. Dow was coming in with his glove above his head. And then all of a sudden stutter stepped. I don't know if he tripped. I don't know if he lost it for a second. The ball drops right in front of him and hits him right on the hip. And bounces two feet to the right of him. And Garcia is shocked to be on first base as Abreu comes up with no outs in the top of the sixth inning. And takes an inside slider, 1-0 the count. Jose Abreu has struck out both times he's been up. Sensatella's had his number. 
Abreu now with a runner on. Takes one low. He's 2-0 and as a four-seamer misses below the knee. Sensatella's up to 76 pitches here in the top of the sixth. They've had the bullpen going since the beginning of last inning behind him. But they have yet to go to it. The next offering, inside misses a slider, 3-0. and We have a hitter's count with Moncada hitting 340 on deck. And the decision now is, do you turn Abreu loose? Sensatella checks the sign, checks the runner Garcia at first. Now the delivery. High and misses on a four-seamer. Abreu seemed to be taking all the way. The first two are on in the top of the sixth. And Yoan Moncada hit one deep in the left center field gap to the wall. And a great defensive play took away at least a double. He's coming up, and they're going to call for the left-handed pitcher now. That is surprising to me because I know he's been batting lefty all day, but I think he's better from the right side of the plate. As Sensatella is going to go into the dugout, his day is done. Mancata's going to get ready to bat righty. He starts taking his practice swings from the other side, and Jake McGee comes in. 15 games, he's 1-1 one one over 14 and two-thirds innings. He's got an ERA of 0.61, nine strikeouts, one walk. Righties are hitting 2-11 against him. Lefties hitting 125. But as I said, Mancata will move over now and be a right-handed hitter. He's over 2 with two flyouts today, batting lefty. And now he moves over to the right side. With runners on first and second and no outs in the top of the sixth and his team trailing 3-1. to one. First pitch ripped down the first baseline. They're not going to get to it. It's going to fall in. Garcia's coming around third base. There'll be a play at the plate. He's safe. Head first slide underneath the tag on a ball that stays in play and drops right in front of Charlie Blackman. Moncada stirs the drink from first base towards the dugout, and the White Sox now only trail by 1-3-2. to two. Abreu only advances to second as he was unsure as to what was going to happen. Jimenez steps up to the plate and just misses a double down the third base line. His first pitch is fouled about a foot off the line down third base. He's 0-1, so Moncada's on first with the RBI single. Abreu's on second, still no outs here on the top of the sixth, and Jimenez... Jimenez chaps with the story over to second, over to first. Six to four to three, the double play. So the Rockies now have two outs at the top of the sixth. Feels like a squandered opportunity, but Yasmani Grandal comes up. He'll also hit from the right side now. He's one for two. He's been much stronger from the left side, actually, to be honest with you, as he swings and misses at a four-seam fastball in on the hands. He's two for eight with a home run against McGee all time so he's seen him before in his time with Milwaukee last year 0-1 count chopped down the first baseline foul he's quickly 0-2 Sox have got a run here in the 6th inning to bring it within 1 the 6 hitter Grandal to the plate in the pitch chopped back foul count remains 0-2 the next offering on the way Broken bat to the pitcher, almost kills the second baseman, Hampson, as the bat lands about a foot to the right of him, and it looked like a javelin. He escapes near death. The runner is thrown out in Grandal. 1-3 in your scorecard. 3-2 Rockies. Bottom of the sixth inning, Ryan McMahon's 0-1 with a walk in the second. This is his first game this season. He was out injured. So he's got no batting average. 
playing first base. He's made a couple of good defensive plays, and Evan Marshall puts a four-seamer just outside the plate and the strike zone, 1-0 the count. Marshall continues here in the bottom of the sixth and misses low on a changeup. Meanwhile, Jimmy Cordero and Jace Fry warm in the White Sox bullpen. The pitch popped up in the right field going back as Mazzara near the wall, near the track. He will catch it. It was a high towering shot that just hung up there way too long. I mean, that, that started off with Mendick running back thinking he was going to catch it and then continue to tail out to the track where Mazzara was and we just saw what Coors Field could do to a high fly ball as it almost took it out where it would have never gone that far in any other environment in Major League Baseball. Nunez comes up, takes a ball, 1-0 the count, he's 0 for 2. The 8 hitter here for the Rockies takes another one high, 2-0 the count. The pitcher would be scheduled to go next, that'd be McGee. But you would have to wonder if they're just going to bring up a pinch hitter here and put in another guy. This one sent back to the wall in left center field. Off the wall it goes. Jimenez loses it. Garcia has to come over and grab the ball as Jimenez thought it went over the wall. So he leapt for it. He thought it cleared the wall. It didn't. And then he just stands there and he can't figure out where the ball is. And he pounds his glove and Garcia runs over and goes, no, this ball's in play. Sends it in and it'll be a triple. And Daniel Murphy will come in to pinch hit, hitting 250. He takes a changeup on the outside corner for a strike, 0 1 the count. With a runner on third and one out in the bottom of the sixth inning. The next pitch from Marshall, chopped the second base. It's deep in the hole, so the runner's going to score. Mendick sends it over to first as he got that in the grass. So that's an RBI. He did his job, he drove in the run. The Rockies extend the lead back to two. It's 4-2 to two Colorado with two outs in the bottom of the sixth. As Ramil Tapia comes up, 0 for 2, with a walk that led off the game. Takes a changeup outside. 1-0 the count. Next pitch inside changeup, 2-0. I keep going back and thinking about the play with Jimenez out there. I don't know if the runner got the third because he didn't see the ball. I'll be honest, I thought the runner was going to score because he didn't see the ball. So it might have been a close play at third. But I think that was just a weird oddity that happened out in the outfield. And Garcia was on it quickly. But Jimenez clearly did not realize the ball had not gone over the wall. Because he stopped. He thought the play was over. This was down the first baseline, scooped up by Abreu. Step on first. Unassisted three. The Sox grabbed the run in the top of the sixth. Colorado grabbed it right back in the bottom. After six, four to two Rockies. The Rockies bring in Carlos Estevez, the righty, will stand in against Nomar Mazzara and throw a four-seam fastball right down the middle for a strike. As Scott Oberg and Brian Shaw, both righties, continue to warm in the Rockies' bullpen. And this is National League managing right here. You just have to have your bullpen going all the time. Have a couple options up at all times. Jace Fry's up for the White Sox. Steve Ciszek is also up. There's a strike on the outside corner. Fry's lefty. Ciszek's a righty. And Mazzara's 0-2. And 0 for 2 for the game. And 0 for a lot over the last week or so. Four-seamer inside misses 1-2 and 2 the count. I don't want to be negative about a guy. 
but this seems like a problem that this is how Nomar Mazara is going to be. Swings at an outside pitch and lifts it deep out into right field. He must have heard me as he puts this one in the upper tank. Second deck in Coors Field out right field. Nomar Mazara puts it out 430 feet. Out of here at 107 miles per hour. Nomar, his ears were ringing 0-2. And I'm lamenting the White Sox even picking him up in a trade. And he just buries this ball. Nobody moved. He looked at it and walked halfway up the line with a bat in his hands. Just be happy he got a hit. Nicely hit ball, though. 4-3 now as Danny Mendick, the 8-hitter, stands in. He's 1-for-2 in the pitch on the way. Four seamer on the outside corner, 0-1 the count. Mendix 1-for-2 with a ground rule double in the second inning. Hitting 232, getting on base at a 353 clip. Which isn't bad for a guy who's played really good defense at second for us so far. And we always talk about the other rookies, Robert and Mandrigal. Mendix essentially a rookie, and he isn't playing like it. He's playing a lot better. This one's grounded to second base. Hampson makes an athletic play and gets this one diving up on his knees and throws him out at first base for the first out of the seventh inning. And Edwin Encarnacion will come up, and he will hit for Evan Marshall. So with one out, Encarnacion steps to the plate. He has a lot of solo home runs. He's hitting 261, and we're going to see if this guy can get a hold of one, I think. And this one's ripped out immediately in the right field. It's going to get over the head of Dow, who's going to run back and get it quickly as it bounces off the wall, and Encarnacion was halfway around the second base and realized I'm not that fast, and he's got an arm. And check that. That's Blackman out there. Two guys with beards in the corners. I keep screwing them up because I keep expecting Blackman to be in center. Encarnacion is on at first base. Nick Madrigal is going to come out and run for Encarnacion. So he will pinch run with one out in the seventh inning. And Tim Anderson's up one for three. Down the first baseline. Tough play by Arnado. He's going to try for second base, and they're going to try for first. Nobody is out. That's going to be a base hit. Arnado went into foul territory, and Madrigal, being fast enough, beat the throw to second. Anderson... Beats the throw over from second to first. They try for the double play. They get neither of them. So the pinch runner works out as Leary Garcia comes up. He's one for three with one out in the top of the seventh inning. And Garcia has two on and one out in the top of the seventh. First pitch, change up inside, swung on and missed. Owen won the count. He's got a 4.44 average with runners in scoring position, and Mandrigal's got speed at second. He could score on a hit. Sox trailing by one, four to three in the top of the seventh inning. 0-2 count as that one's fouled off. There's one out here in the top of the seventh. Mandrigal's on second, Anderson's on first. You got speed on board, and the changeup outside misses. One and two to count to Leary Garcia with a Brayu on deck. Mazzara led off the inning with a home run. Mendick was out. The pinch hitter for the pitcher was Encarnacion. Puts it down the line. Mandrigal pinch runs. Anderson's on now with him. 
And the pinch runner paid off as Mandrigal is able to beat a throw to second base. And Anderson, too fast for them to get it over to first. Two and two now as that one's inside. The next pitch on the way. And he struck out looking on a four-seam fastball. And he only has himself to be mad at. He thinks it's high, but I'm going to tell you, they're going to show him in the film room. That was the pitch he was waiting for. And he just didn't see it well enough. Estevez challenged Garcia. And Garcia was not up for the challenge. And now Wade Davis is going to come in with 18 games so far this season. Two and three record, 13 innings pitch. He's got an 18 ERA. That's not over one inning. That's over 13 innings. He's giving up 18. That's two runs an inning. That's what his ERA says he gives up. And with two outs at the top of the seventh, Abreu faces the righty in the first pitch. Inside, cut fastball, misses 1-0 the count. He gives up two runs a game. I'm sorry, two runs an inning. He's got 13 innings underneath him. That means he's given up 26 runs in 13 innings. You got to go get this guy. Abreu's over two with two strikeouts. He also walked. And he swings and chops this one foul down the third base line. The count is one and one. Two outs, tap at a seventh. Sacks trailing by one. The pitch on the way. Set out down the line in right field. Tailing back towards the foul pole. It is just foul. At the wall. One and two on the long strike. The next offering. Grounded up the middle. Story catches it and backhands it over to second for the force out. So Mazzara hits the upper tank home run. And the Sox challenged in this inning. But were sent away four to three midway through the seventh here in Colorado. Steve Ciszek will come into the game. And he will face Garrett Hampson, who's two for three here in the bottom of the seventh inning. So far, the White Sox have used up Encarnacion, Madrigal, and Robert. Encarnacion and Robert both pinch hit in the pitcher's spot. Madrigal pinch ran for Encarnacion. Ricky Renteria is just straight up replacing them at this point with the next pitcher in. Hampson pops this one straight up. Grandal will set up right in front of the plate and catch it. And that's the first out of the bottom of the seventh inning. Nolan Arenado is one for three with a single in the fifth and tried to pull off a ridiculous double play, but it was all for naught as Mandrigal was too fast getting into second. And Anderson made it the first. Sometimes when you make amazing plays, you think you can do anything. And you know what? I'm not going to say anything bad about the guy. He's a heck of a player. Fouls this one off down the first baseline. Owen won the count. Ciszek gets a strike by him on a slider outside. He swings and misses. Owen two. Felt like the White Sox were going to get another run there at least. In the top of the seventh inning. It didn't work out for them as this one's fouled back. 0-2, the count remains. There's still plenty of baseball left. There's still a James McCann and an Adam Engel available on the bench. And this White Sox bullpen is rested. The pitch. Sent down to the third. Mancata takes it on one hop. Takes his time and sends it over to first where Abreu will catch it. And Arenado is out for two outs in the bottom of the seventh inning. Ciszek going right after the upper part of this lineup. Sits down the two and a three hitter and the four hitter. Blackman comes in one for three with nobody on and two outs in the bottom of the seventh. White Sox trailing by one, four to three. Inside pitch misses a sinker. One and oh the count. 
the next offering. Cap to second. Mendick makes the play and bobbles it. Now over to first. He will get him even though he bobbled it. He stuck with it and knocked it down. It was close. But it goes 1-2-3 after 7. The Sox trail 4-3. Scott Oberg comes in. 11 games. 0-1 record. Four saves and seven opportunities. Nine innings pitched with an ERA of eight. 8.00. This bullpen is not great. The White Sox need to come after them. And Moncada moves back over to the left batter's box as a righty and Oberg is standing up there. He's one for three, the only hit coming when he was batting on the right side. Although he drove one deep from the left side earlier in the game. Swings and misses. 0-1 the count. The next offering on the way. Chopped that one foul on a four-seamer, 0-2. The next pitch to Moncada. Swung on and missed on a four-seamer. Low and inside. That guy had the secret to Yohan Moncada because he used it three pitches and he strikes him out. Moncada's disgusted. He walks back to the dugout. There's one out. Aloy Jimenez comes up. One for three. And the pitch on the way. Fouls a changeup low below the knees back. Owen won the count. Sitting 261. He's got 10 home runs. The pitch. Outside four seamer misses. One and one the count. Announced attendance tonight in Denver. 25,293. Jimenez sitting one and one in the count with one out in the top of the eighth. Takes the pitch low. Curveball two and one the count. Next one's ripped down the third baseline foul as Arenado barehanded it, but it didn't matter. He got it in foul territory. The 2-2 pitch. Low changeup. Three and two the count. Grandal's on deck. Hitting 253 with eight home runs and 22 RBI. Number 24 wants a crack at Oberg. The full count pitch on the way. Sent out to second base. Chopped. Caught. Over to first. Two gone. And Yasmani Grandal comes up. Will bat from the left side of the plate with two outs here in the top of the eighth inning. Only three runs for the White Sox in this game. Which surprises me when you think about how many runs they average per game. As this one's looped out in the left field, it'll drop in and it will roll. Grandal's going to round first and head into second. There's going to be a play. He is safe at second base on a head first slide. And with two outs, Yasmani Grandal is in. He is a slow runner. The question is, you bring an angle with two outs to run for him? Or do you wait because you know that you're going to have to have a pitcher be taken out of the order? Mazzara's already got a home run. He's one for three. They're going to let him hit. With Grandal on second, a low four-seamer misses 1-0 the count. Got a solo home run last inning in the seventh inning. The White Sox then challenged the Rockies and tried to score another run or two, but were turned away at the end. And that's why we trail by one. Change up low, fouled off, one and one the count. The pitch to Mazzara, low four seamer, two and one. Next one's in the dirt. It's going to roll, but not far enough. Grandal will hold it second. Hitters count three and one with Mendick on deck. The pitch. Inside fastball taken for a strike, three and two. Borderline call. Mazzara 
did not offer at it. Full count, two outs, top of the eighth, runner on second. The pitch to Mazzara, foul back. Let's go, Nomar, let's go two for four. Foul back on a four-seam fastball. Fans are up here in Colorado in the top of the eighth. The pitch. Swung on and missed. On a changeup, he goes over the top of it. Midway through the eighth, four to three Rockies. Aaron Bummer comes into the game. 13 games under his belt. 0-1, two saves, 15 and two-thirds innings. An ERA of 1.15. And the lefty will face the lefty Dow, who's two for three, and throw a fastball down the middle that's fouled off. 0-1 the count. In the top of the ninth, it'll be Mendick, the pitcher's spot, and Timmy Anderson. So you know somebody's coming in to the pitcher's spot. It's McCann or it's Angle. The 1-1 pitch on the way. Chop the second base. Big play by Mendick. He comes across and he gets him. He was standing back in right field. He had to run in and get that on the dirt. Running towards second base. Make a hard throw and get him up by a step and a half. As a shift was on. Story, the six hitters, one for two. With one out in the bottom of the eighth, he awaits the pitch from Bummer. Checks up a cut fastball in the outside corner for a ball. In the 11th inning, Miami and the New York Mets tied at seven in Miami. As this one swung on and missed on a sinker, one and one the count. Rondell sets up inside and Bummer puts it right in that spot. In on the hands, one and two, it swung on and missed. Working quickly, the next offering, chop back foul as he put a sinker low and outside. Bummer, working inside, outside in the lower half of the zone. Now comes up. This one skied out into left field, back towards the wall, and he gives up his first home run of the season. Aaron Bummer gives up a 404-foot home run just over the wall that only got out of here at 98 miles per hour to Trevor Story. The Rockies extend the lead back to two and lead five to three. One out in the bottom of the eighth and Ryan McMahon comes up now. Bummer gives up the dinger. Throws a four-seamer on the outside corner for a strike 0-1. The next offering, check swing taken, one and one the count inside pitch. Next one hits the inside corner up at the letters on a four-seamer, one and two the count. One-two pitch, one out, bottom of the eighth to McMahon. Fouls that one straight back, and Grandal hits the dirt. That one stung. They're going to check on him and get back to baseball. The pitch on the way. Fouled off. Another sinker low. Like I said, Bummer was working inside-outside in the lower portion. He came up to Story, and Story put it out. Don't know if he was trying to fool him by coming up high, but Story was sitting on it. As he misses low and inside. Two and two the count. Ryan McMahon's 0 for 2 with a walk. In his first game back from the injured list. In his first game all season long. As he fouls this one back. Two and two the count. Now he fouls it back again. Nine pitches so far in his at bat. Bummer. He's bringing it, but the Rockies are on top of it. As this one's foul back as well. Ten pitches this at bat as McMahon refuses to go down. 
Now he does on a sinker inside. He crossed him up. And he nods back at Grandal like that was a pretty good pitch. Two gone. As Nunez will come up. Nunez is one for three with a triple. Earlier on in this game, and he scored. That was the fourth run for the Rockies. They lead 5-3 to three with two outs in the bottom of the eighth inning as he fouls one off down the third base line. 0-1 the count. Bummer to the lefty. Gets him to foul off a sinker 0-2 quickly. As I said before, it'll be Mendick. A hitter off the bench, either Engel or McCann. And Anderson has three pitches, three swinging strikes. Bummer sits him down. But not before Story gets the insurance run. It is 5-3 Colorado going to the top of the ninth. The White Sox need two. The Rockies bring in James Pesos. Five games, 1-0 record. He's got one save over five and a thirds. No ERA yet. Six strikeouts, zero walks. And Danny Mendick will lead off against him. And take a sinker low and inside, 1-0 the count. They have not announced who the hitter will be after Mendick yet. The 1-0 pitch misses outside on the slider, 2-0. The next offering on the way misses low and outside, 3-0 the count now. Mendick hasn't got anything near the zone. He'll probably take here. Misses low and he walks him on four pitches and the White Sox are in business. The tying run will come to the plate with no outs in the top of the ninth inning. James McCann will come out to bat for Bummer. The White Sox catcher, who was an all-star last year, now plays the backup role to Grandal, but is hitting 286 at this point in the season. With a runner on first base, the pitch on the way. A cut fastball hits the outside corner for a strike. He's 0-1 in the count. Throw over to first base. Mendick's not going. As the Rockies are concerned that he'll try to take off and take out the double play possibility. Chopped up the middle, and here's that double play. 6-4-3, and there's two outs in the top of the ninth inning. McCann does not come through in the pinch hit roll as he grounds it to Story, who flips to Garrett Hampson, who has to jump straight up to catch it as he almost threw it over his head, but lands after he catches it directly on second, pivots and throws and gets McCann. The Sox are down to their last bullet with Tim Anderson, two for four with a triple, a single, and a run scored, and two outs at the top of the ninth inning. As the lefty, trying to close the game for the Rockies, delivers. He walked Mendick on four pitches but gets McCann to ground into the double play. Top of the order now on Anderson. The pitch. Misses again, 2-0. Misses inside, 3-0. So he could be pitching around T.A., who's 2-4, for four, trying to get to Garcia. The 3-0 pitch on the way. He got the cut fastball to catch the outer portion of the plate. 3-1 and one the count. The next offering. Chop the short, Arenado to first. And the White Sox will drop the first of two here in Colorado by a final score of five to three. White Sox threatened a few times. 
but just couldn't get out of their own way. Shaky pitching. And every time they started to climb back into the game, the Rockies would just add on a run after the White Sox got a run. They just kept them at arm's length all game long. Sox could never tie this game up after they had taken a one to nothing lead. When the Rockies passed them, they didn't let them back into it. Three runs on 10 hits, no errors for the White Sox. Five runs on nine hits, no errors for the Rockies. Sensatella wins, he's two and two. Reynaldo Lopez takes the loss, he's now three and two. And Pezos comes in and pitches in the ninth, one inning, gives up a walk. Well, other than that, gets the save for the Rockies. Trevor Story is the player of the game for the Rockies, and why not? Two for three with a home run and two RBIs. And he did it in a timely way, played really good defense as well. For the White Sox, the notable players, Tim Anderson, two for five with a triple and a run. Mazzaro's one for four with that big home run. Yasmani Grandal's two for four. He had a double. Danny Mendick, one for three. He had a double and a big walk there in the ninth inning that gave the White Sox a chance. The Sox will be back for game two of a two-game interleague set against the Rockies tomorrow. Make sure you tune in for that one. It's brought to you by, as always, Cork and Carey at the park at the corner of 33rd and Princeton. One day, I will be there with my arms wide open waiting for you to have a beer. But until then, make sure that you visit them and order some great food through Grubhub or at CorkandCareyAtThePark.com. Sox in the basement back tomorrow with another simulated game. Thanks for tuning in for this one. We will see you then. You've been listening to a White Sox simulated game in a simulated season from Sox in the Basement, found everywhere podcasts can be found, and always at SoxInTheBasement.com. Bye-bye, everybody. Sox in the Basement. Sox in the Basement. Sox in the Basement. Sox in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found, and always on SoxInTheBasement.com.